This Israel report is brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you're based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebueagency.com. Good morning, Julian. How are you and how is your family? So uh, I am good, and uh, my family, you know, there's an answer that we give in in Israel at the moment. Instead of saying, I am good, I am as good as my people, as my people. And uh, the same with my kids and my grandkids. They're as good as uh, our people. Exactly. And uh, I think that that's true for diaspora Jews to a large extent as well. So can we talk about um, the media and how the media is behaving in times like these? Um, and what you've noticed and how the media has the ability to change, influence, opinion, mood, sentiment, anything like that. I mean, there's there's a large part of propaganda that is also um, disseminated throughout the media as well. So I I think that one of the big questions that one, one has to face at a time like this living in Israel is to what extent it's legitimate for the media to be totally, as it were, enlisted. In Hebrew, you talk about maguyas, uh, enlisted. In other words, enlisted in the cause. And uh, there are, you know, there are basically there are four major television channels that have changed their format. And what they do now is 24/7, almost 24/7, it's news about the war and connected to the war. Almost no world news at all. Yeah. And depending on which of the four channels you watch, you will get a different take on, on what is actually happening. Um, obviously, the, the tragedy, like the number of soldiers killed, is, is the same. But besides that tragic news, all of the other questions of how the fighting is going, to what extent it's going according to plan, um, is it being handled well by the military leadership? Is the political leadership behaving as it should? All of those, in a way, are uh, your your opinions are influenced by um, by the the channel that you watch, and it is um, it, it's it's hugely cha- it's hugely challenging because you can see that what is happening at the beginning of a, a return to what we had before the, be- the the war began, which is this deep deep divide in Israeli society. So if you watch Channel 14, you will be, you will you will be totally behind the way Bibi Netanyahu is handling himself. If you watch Channel 12, you'll feel that he is doing a miserable job of, of running things. And, and it is, it, there's a question mark. To what extent does, is media uh, supposed to report? Or to what extent is media supposed to shape uh, and influence. Yeah. And, and influence. And that's a huge question that hangs over the media at the moment. I'll just say one more, if I may, one more thing about the media. Yeah, absolutely. If you, if you ever do what most Israelis don't do, go and watch Al Jazeera mm-hmm. or the BBC, all of a sudden the focus changes to, uh, not to the, the pain and, and, and 
the awful things that we are experiencing and we are experiencing awful things and the pain is real but it also looks much more closely at what is happening on the the Gazan side and that again particularly Al Jazeera is a totally enlisted media in a, a different cause and that is a it's a very you know it's the, what what the world outside of Israel largely sees is this very different um, in, uh, media enlistment. Well, absolutely. It's a problem not only for us, but for the world. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you watch Al Jazeera, um, and understand this is nothing new, Al Jazeera have been doing this since they were established. Um, absolutely. You know, I think, what is that, 14, 15 years ago. But every time they mention the word Israel, it's always either preceded with or followed with the word apartheid, or occupy, always. Or genocide. Right. Or genocide. It is always, always, always. Now, when you hear something, and I'll tell you this, I'll teach you a little bit about um, radio psychology. When you hear something five times, you'll remember it, right? So an ad, you need to hear it five yeah. times in order to remember it. But if you hear something 120 times, it creates a neural pathway, and you will never forget it. There's a difference between remembering something and never forgetting it. Mm-hmm. And That's we, very interesting. we use that, and we advise all of our advertisers, advertise at least on a campaign, bring in 120 ads at least, right, so that you know, you, you, you're creating that neural pathway for listeners, and they're going to hear about your product, they're going to understand what, what your product's about. Um, so if you think of Al Jazeera, how many times a day how many times an hour do you think they mention Israel apartheid, Israel genocide, and, and Israel occupier? They've been doing it for how old are they? 14, 15 years old. Yeah, yeah. This is not, you know, when we say that it's funded by, by Hamas um, and, and um, in Qatar, this is not a, it's not incidental. The narrative has carried through the, throughout the world. No. Right, so but, it's but very then we have to ask ourselves a question, if yes. I may, and that question is, Israel as an open democratic society, and I'll stress this once again for your listeners, Israel is an open democratic society. It really is, and the, you know, the way that the conversation is now beginning to happen in the public domain stresses the fact that it's an open democratic society. So in a society like ours, the, the, the media has to ask itself harder questions. Al Jazeera doesn't have to answer to anyone in terms of its uh, its behavior. Um, our media has to answer to the the public. And the question is, at what point does the media begin to ask difficult questions? At what point do they begin to report on things that are happening in the rest of the world so that we don't end up with a society that can't see or hear or listen to anything outside of Israel? That's challenging. Yeah. And so the, the questions are be, beginning to be asked of the media, and I do believe that the media is going to begin to change the way it covers the war, unless, and this is the, you know, where I have to say, God forbid, unless the war begins to go badly. And I have to say, as it could. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's interesting. You know, I wonder often about the impact of social media on news and on journalism because today we live in a world where sometimes people don't they read an op-ed which is an opinion piece it doesn't even have to be factually based it's an opinion right so where somebody doesn't distinguish between an op-ed 
an opinion piece and facts on the ground. And I think that there are journalists that do that. And when you've got very, very few news gathering agencies like Reuters, Associated Press, those stories are written by one, maybe three journalists that are all contributing Mm -hmm. to a particular story. And it's disseminated throughout the world. And if we look at at news today generally, how much is facts, you know, here at HiFM, it's part of our mandate. We've got very, very, very smart, astute um, listeners who, thank God, they they um, employ critical thinking. They have they're very smart listeners. So but, but we, if we, we just if give we're the talking about yeah. we just give the we give the facts. We don't tell people what to think. Yeah, you know, like it or not. But, but by the way, yeah. just in terms of in, in terms of the gathering of facts, yes, there are other big big moral questions involved. I mean, one of the biggest moral questions that comes out for media during the, what has happened is what happened on the seventh of October with embedded. Photographers and videographers amongst yes. the Hamas, uh, you know, terrorists who yes. came in. Yes, unbelievable. There were, there were embedded photographers and videographers who worked for these major international agencies. Yeah. And you have to ask yourself: Does that, in some way, turn a photographer or a videographer into um, a criminal? Or well, media if they bias? Stand by and 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 photograph. I hate to even use the term, where they photograph the rape of women yeah. and just photograph and, vid- and videograph it. Is that not a crime? So that the media, uh, it, it's, a, I think, a hugely challenging time for the media. And I'm glad that your listeners, that you describe your listeners as discerning people, because it is so easy to just follow like sheep when the media throws something out. And, you know, we live in a, in a world in which people generally are not prepared to listen to a 10-minute Israel update. Right. They want it in 30 seconds. If you can't give it to them in 30 seconds, they switch <laughs> channels. That is so dangerous yeah. too. Yeah, the whole story cannot be in the headline. You have to read the subtext, unfortunately. Correct. Yeah, actually I was saying earlier this morning, you know, we cannot afford to be sheep. We are lions of Judah, and we need to remind one another of that. We cannot, you know, the facts on the ground may not be pretty, we may not we may not want to hear them, but we have to, because we're not otherwise, you know, who are we catering to? You know, we need to remember who we are. Um, as an Israeli, what are the conversations that you are not able to have right now, that are just too difficult so the, for the, you? I, I think the the for me the the central conversation that one cannot have right now, and I have to say, even though. I I have to say I understand I, I totally get why the conversation you cannot have right now is a um, is a serious conversation about the hostages because you know there, there there's a question one of the questions that is out there is um, to what extent for example should should we risk the lives of our soldiers to bring back God forbid this is the case bodies of uh, of hostages. And it's it's a it's a question. It's a serious question, and you know I we don't, we're not even having that conversation because it is too painful. One, it's, it's painful to talk about the yeah. fa- you know to think about the fact that you know God forbid hostages are not alive, and you can hear how, I can how hear emotional it. I get it. Yep. You know, even as I say that. Yeah. And. The you know so you can't even have that conversation. Of, are you going to send Golani or Givati or whoever, which uh, Nachal or whichever other unit in to bring bring back bodies when they might be booby trapped? You can't have that conversation. It's just too painful. 
And there are, you know, so when you have the level of pain and trauma in these conversations that you have, that we have, the fear is that um, that you don't have them. And if you don't have them, God forbid, you lose lives of of young soldiers. And, um, you know, that is... The, the the type of the type of conversation that we're not having, and then you know, so when I when I'm getting emotional, it's because, you know, I you know if you I can give you names of the young soldiers, it's not that I'm talking, you know, as a reporter coming in from the New York Times, flying in for 24 hours and then having this neutral conversation. If you I can give you names of the soldiers I'm thinking about right now, who you know, God forbid, I don't want to have in in that situation. Yeah. So that is, I think, maybe the the the, the most powerful conversation that you cannot have. And then, of course, the other conversation that we are having, in a, and uh, I think that we have to have, as opposed to some people who think that we cannot have it, is I think we have to begin having what is called the day after conversation. It, I think it's crucial. There are, it's, it's a, there's a disagreement in Israeli society. I want your listeners to be aware. Some people say there cannot be a day after conversation until the war ends, but because we're not sure what this war is going to morph into, I think that it's absolutely crucial to begin to have the, the what is going to happen the day after the goals conversation. And those, and those, I think, uh, and what is going to happen in Gaza, what's going to happen with yeah. us in Israel, what is going to change in Israel, because things are clearly certain things are going to change. Uh, and so I think in terms of conversations, those are the two ends of the spectrum. The one I believe that we have to have, even though some people think we, we shouldn't. And I wanted to mention that, so I want your listeners to be aware that mine is not necessarily the the overwhelming opinion. There are definitely other powerful opinions different to mine. Uh, and uh, at the other end of the spectrum, the the question of the hostages is so so painful, so painful, especially since some of the hostages that have returned have begun telling the stories of what actually happened to them, and which you know I'm not going to to mention the stories they tell because I find it too difficult to sure. mention. Listen, it's from um, that that we learn that there are things worse than death. Shouldn't know that. It's yeah. just that, you know, use somebody else to, to talk about that, not me. I find that too hard. Yeah. Um, it, it's a, uh, the, so those are, I think, are the two big things yeah. that are at the moment. Julian, what you can, what you should, shouldn't. Yeah. I want to say thank you very much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. And thank you just for speaking okay. to us with your heart and uh, just giving us insight. Really appreciate it. Wish you and your family. Shabbat Shalom And uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to speak next week That's uh, Julian Reznik standing in for Rolene Marks On this Friday edition of The Morning Mayhem The Balagan Babokir Apologies, your news is late That Israel Report was brought to you by the Blue Agency Your Israel property is in good hands Hi, it's Barry Cohen from the Blue Agency Israel is currently facing one of its biggest challenges ever all of Klal Israel is praying for the safety of our soldiers and the return of the hostages. We hope and pray that our soldiers and security forces will prevail and that they will all return home speedily and triumphant. We hold the hands of our clients and friends who have children serving in Sahal, who are protecting Israel and Jews around the world. May Hashem protect us all.